Round Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. Welcome back to Scotty Melvin Talks High School Football, uh, Episode 3 here. Uh, welcome to the program, Scotty. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Well, Scotty, you're going to be happy. I got you two of your favorite guests here. Uh, we've got <laughs> Coach Keeneker from Waco. Could you say hello? Hey, I'm here. How are you doing, Scott? And we got Coach doing? Doherty from Fort Madison. Uh, uh, can you say hello? Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, we're just going to get right into it. Scotty, you start out. All right. I, I'm going to sound like a broken record every time we do these, probably, because I'm going to ask similar questions, I think, of everybody. Uh, Coach Edeker, uh being in the eight-man realm, and I asked this of Coach McCarty yesterday, you know, when the the new classifications in the redistricting redistricting came out uh, here a week ago or so, uh, I know leading up to that, with the socioeconomic factor uh, coming into play this this year, some of the folks thought uh, it would really impact eight player in a major way. Were you concerned about that at all, or did you think it would kind of uh, you know stay the stay the same as it had been? I thought it would stay a lot the same. I mean. There were a few schools that I thought might come down to qualify for eight man, but just because you qualify for eight man doesn't mean you're going to play it. Um, you know, Brett West Hancock, who was in the finals last year, qualifies for eight man, but there's no chance they're coming down. Yeah. They're going to stay and play 11 and be really good in 11 man. Um, you know, as long as your numbers are good and you have kids that can participate, you know, stay in 11 man is what people want to do. Um, you know, eight man's a great option for us schools in which that's not the case. Uh, you know, we've been really lucky the last two years where we've had, you know, 30-some kids out, and we probably could have filled an 11-man team. But going back and forth is not a good thing for anybody. Um, and yeah. we're not going to have those numbers always. You know, we just had a, a, a good run of a lot of kids here, and hopefully our numbers stay up. But I didn't think it was going to affect us too much. And, you know, I did think that we could go some different directions. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought we could go south across the bottom and, and see Melcher, Dallas, and Moravia, and Twin Cedars, and, and those guys, because they've done that before us when we were in Class A before. Or we could go up the river and and go to Easton Valley and Midland and Cal Wheatland and those guys. And we didn't either. We just stayed exactly the same. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Coach Doherty, uh, yes, the new classifications are out. Uh yeah, uh, your neighboring school. Uh, uh, um, I think were you four A last year or three A? Yeah, we were four A last year. And now you, you and Mount Pleasant have, have dropped back down to three A. Correct. Yes, okay. Sir. Well, that, there's some changes there. What? How is that going to affect your playoffs? Uh, 
and uh, then and, and next time we'll talk about the districts. But let's talk about uh, uh, just that switch from 4A to 3A. Yeah, I mean, not much really changes for us besides obviously the size of schools that we're going to face. Um, you know, playing at, at 4A, kind of the, I guess, difficulty that we had was we were playing teams that, that could two platoon. Um, they had full offenses, full defenses. Um, you know, we're a, a smaller school. We were actually the smallest 4A school. So uh, we just didn't have those numbers. We're recruiting the hallways and trying to build programs that big. But uh, um, that's probably going to be the, the, the biggest difference between 3A and 4A. But uh, we're still going to have good football all the way through. I mean, we got put into a tough district. So um, we'll see how, how it works out. All right, go ahead, Scotty. Coach Jordy, finally, uh, nice to talk to you for for once. I've listened to you for a while now on this podcast and enjoyed every minute of it. Um, oh, talking Fort Madison Bloodhound football, you guys are in that uh, that 3A district typically until these last couple of years, you know, that includes the Mount Pleasant and Keokuk and Fairfield. And uh, that's the one I've been harping on lately, that we were just kind of shocked to see Fairfield not included in this district. Uh down here in southeast Iowa, and uh, we know that I'm sure the state has its reasons or whatever. But my question is, and I asked the same question of Coach Bolin for uh, Mount Pleasant yesterday: Do you think you'll get a, a Hound versus Trojans non-district game lined up for those of us down here that love to see these these teams go at it every year? Hey, first of all, it's it's great to finally talk to you as well. I'm a big fan of what you're doing and appreciate it. But uh, yeah. We, uh, you know, obviously we have a great relationship with Fairfield and, and we reached out to them right away. It, it just doesn't make sense to not play them. And, and they agreed, um, you know, Coach Wheaton's one of my favorite human beings on planet Earth. So um, we we uh, we went ahead and said, hey, we're going to put you down and, and we'd like for you to put us down. And, and they uh, agreed. So uh, we're pretty certain that that's going to happen. And we were shocked as well to see them not in our district. But uh um, I, I believe you're going to see a, a Fairfield versus Fort Madison football game. That sounds great to me. I'm sure Dave would agree. I, I just, you know, we we love that district, and it's so traditional. I mean, it goes way back before I ever came, you know, came over to Iowa myself. And I've been watching those those, those schools battle uh, for so long, and I just really scratched my head when I saw that uh, that uh, placement that Fairfield got. But hey, as long as we get to see you all match up, I'll be happy. Absolutely. Oh. Coach Utiker, uh, um, I'm seeing some uh, places with major changes, like Minneapolis going from 1A to 2A, and uh, uh, he's got a whole bunch of other stuff. But it doesn't seem like uh, there, it's not that there's no changes, but there's some small changes, or I think Lone Tree's moving out, somebody else is moving in. What, what, what's going on with uh, uh, the – what's the district that you're, you're assigned to, and are there any changes there? Well, you, you said right. The, the one change is, um, you know, we were in 18 district last year. Uh, and this year when they spread out, uh, we had a few less teams. We had a couple uh, eight-man teams in the western half of the state combined and, and are playing 1A football this year. So we're a few short, a few few less eight-man teams, so we're only 69. So the districts were only seven this year. So uh, Lone Tree ended up going north and is out of our district. But otherwise, we have the same districts we had last year. Um, you know, when we're down here in this corner, it's sort of like, you know, the, the shock of Fairfield not being in that 3A district. When we're down here, there's not many places you can go. Uh, you know, and, and the nice thing about our district is the fact is it's the closest one we could have had. If we would have went south or 
to to the east up the river, we would have had a lot of long drives. And and you know this district is pretty compact. HLB is our furthest drive, and, and we've been playing them for years, so it doesn't seem like that long a drive. We're just used to it. Go ahead, Scotty. Well, I'm going to piggyback on that just a little bit, Coach Edeker, because um, you know I've been watching Waco football for gosh well over 20 years, and I think you've been there the entire time that I've watched them. And here we are in the in the eight man uh, days of that. Um, so district wise, you got Lone Tree went north, I believe. Okay. Um, are they probably uh, going to be on the on the non-district slate? I know that's looking ahead a little bit. You guys probably haven't got all that figured out, but I'm just curious. I like to see all of our area teams still get to match up whenever possible, and, and that, that's a quality game right there for anybody, I think. We do. We do have them on our list. Um, you know, we got called. We did that shootout in um, Martinsdale last year with Winfield and Southeast Warren and, and Audubon and had a lot of success with it. And I had a guy from Des Moines Valley reach out to me in um, in November, right after our playoff uh, run, and ask if we'd be willing to do something very similar to that okay. in Valley Stadium in, in Des Moines against Fremont Mills, you know, a, a very solid yeah. team from the western half of the state. Um, you know, a team that we'd never face otherwise. We wouldn't drive three and a half, four hours to go play Fremont. Um, but we are willing to play drive two hours to Des Moines and, and play them there. So we're gonna we're gonna play Fremont Mills first game of the year. Uh, I should say that state has to sign it, but we put I know us and Fremont both put ourselves down as number ones against each other, uh, and we're gonna play that. And um, Southeast Warren, which is another team uh, from South Central Iowa, was looking for a game. They called and we put them down. And mm -hmm. I mean Lone Tree's on our list, but with, with two eight or sorry with eight man, we only get two non district games. Yeah. So I don't know if, if we'll fall or not. Uh, I talked to Lone Tree. They had they had put someone up. So I can't remember who it was from the northern part of the, the state there as their number one. So we do know. I know we do both have each other on our list, but with only getting okay. two, I don't know if we'll get matched up with them or not. I'll tell you, those other two you mentioned would be some high-caliber games, too. So I'd be down to, to see those. Yeah, that should be a couple of good games. And, and we're, you know, we want to we challenge ourselves. Mm-hmm. All right, Coach Doherty, uh, I'm going to ask you about the district you're in. I don't know if we talked uh, about all the teams that are in there. And are there any changes other than Fairfield in that? Yeah, so um, this will be the first time that we've ever played uh, Mount Vernon in football. Um, you know, looking back historically, I, we've never played them. So um, that that's a big change. And then obviously them coming in with what they've done in, in recent history is uh, – you know, a big change. So they were in the state finals last year. That's uh, uh, they, they just had a really impressive season. Davenport Assumption uh, will be in our district. We played them, oh, quite a few years ago. Um, and, and so we've seen them, I think, once just in the history of Fort Madison football. Uh, adding, so adding those two in, those are two uh, teams that we're not familiar with besides just records and, and knowing that they are extremely talented and, and well-coached football programs. And then uh, we're back in with our conference uh, the rest of the way. So we'll, we'll see Keokuk, Mount Pleasant, and Washington. Okay, go ahead, Scotty. Yeah, Coach Doherty, um, on that uh, note about the, the district, non-district thing, um, how many games non-district do you have to schedule this year? Four. Four. That, that's quite a few compared to a lot of the, the other classes, I think. And yeah. um, 
So I'm curious, um, besides Fairfield, which we've been pitching the crap out of on the <laughs> podcast because we want to get the old gang together, you know, but uh, uh, outside of them, is there anybody on the, on the list that uh, you, you and the, say, the opponents are, are really um, chomping at the bit to get at each other uh, in the non-district part of your schedule this coming fall? Yeah, we're pretty confident that we're going to play Burlington again. Um, the last okay. few seasons, those games have been uh, right down to the wire. I mean, literally um, <laughs> knockdown drag outs. And so I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, Coach Greco was actually my high school coach for, for mm-hmm. two years. So um, I love that guy. I respect the heck out of what they're doing at Burlington. And, and they've been, um, you know, a great test for us. So we're excited about getting to play them. Pretty confident that's going to happen again. We both put each other high on the list. And then the other two games, you know, are are kind of up in the air. We, we made our list out. We reached out to a lot of schools. Um, you know, we're interested in playing some some local schools. I've, I've said it before. I think that, you know, a Central League game, a true Lee County game would be a lot of fun if, if yeah. that worked out for everybody with Keokuk Central League and us, um, you know. That would be a, a really cool game. I think it'd be a, a great gate, and it would be an awesome atmosphere. But uh, we've reached out to Oskaloosa. They used to be in the uh, district way back when, back when I played football. And, um, you know, historic program. We've reached out to Ottumwa, uh, Mid-Prairie. We're just kind of waiting for some, some answers back on if they're interested and want to play us, and we've got to get that turned in here real soon. Yeah, those all sound great, but I do love the I do love the sound of the, an all Lee County uh, thing because you got such a rich thing going here in Henry County, and all these teams squaring off against each other. That sounds that sounds pretty cool to me. Well, hey, Coach Utiker, uh, I've been talking to. Uh, I want to know some nuances about a non-conference schedule opponent, uh, Coach uh, uh, Coach Jensen and Sigourney. You know, he says he wants to make sure that the team has a junior varsity team so that uh, uh, his junior varsity kids don't have to sit around and do nothing for two weeks. Uh, um, uh, Coach uh, uh, at Pekin said that, you know, if he's going to play a bunch of running teams, he doesn't necessarily want to play a, a team that throws a lot, uh, spreads it out, and throws a lot in, in, in the uh, non-conference games. Are there any considerations that you're looking for in an opponent uh, for uh, 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 for a non-conference game. Well, I mean, we're going to actually get that. Uh, you know, if we get if we get uh, Fremont Mills in the first game, you know, that's that's a, a game where we got to buckle up and play. They're going to come out and run the ball 90 percent of the time and, and be physical and 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 try to try to just outgain us on the ground. And you know, it sort of gives us a, a first game to sort of really strap it on and get going. Um, I know Southeast Warren last year uh, ran the ball quite a bit, but I was talking to Coach Rollins uh, this weekend, and, and we were just sort of setting up the game, and, and I don't know, he might be blowing smoke to me, but he says they're going to throw the ball quite a bit, which would be a great thing. Um, you know, we looked at playing Baxter, which throws the ball a ton, um, just because of the fact that that's something great to work on, exactly like you were saying. I mean, you know, don't we want to win our non-conference games. We're going to play our butts off to do it, but we also do want to see some things and, and try to get better and, and make sure that we're we're ready to go when we get to that district play. Because as long as we win our six district games, you know that puts us in the playoffs and get a home game. Go ahead, Scotty. 
Yeah, Coach Edeker, and I feel like I know what the answer is going to be here because you've already talked about doing uh, what sounds like another week zero uh, this, this coming fall. But uh, when we were talking to Coach McCarty uh, yesterday, he mentioned that um, in the long run he felt like maybe taking his team on that long road trip right off the bat in week zero to face off uh, with Audubon, that maybe it wasn't in the best interest of his team. And we know they only had you know 18 players on the squad or whatever. Uh, definitely not a problem Waco had. You guys had you know over 30 and uh, loaded with talent. But um, I'm, I'm guessing that you don't feel the same way with uh, that amount of bodies that that week zero game maybe is a benefit uh, to the, the rest of the season. So that starts with, you know, sets the tone or something like that maybe. I'm not a real fan of the week zero game. Uh, you know, week zero cuts our camp short with the new, okay. uh, with the new um, you know, dead week, the family week that the state has. Um, we start actual practice that first Monday when everybody else is running camp when we have a week zero game like last year. Uh, the nice thing about this this uh, matchup, if we get it set up with Fremont Mills, it won't be a week zero game. It'll be a week okay. one game. Um, it'll be a Saturday night instead of a Friday night because either Dowling or Des Moines Valley will have a home game in Valley Stadium the night before. But we'll go over on Saturday. And actually, it's a, a showcase. And what they're looking at is having Coon Rapids play Turkey Valley at, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and clear the thing out and us play Fremont Mills at 7 at night. Um I don't mind week zero games, but they're not the greatest. I mean, they, it really makes the season long, and it makes it really short for that first game. But we also don't want to cheat our kids. You know, if we're if we're right. short a game uh, and we have to play a week zero to get a game in, uh, we'll do that. Um, I know there's a 16 district just to uh, to the north of us, uh, the South Iowa Cedar League teams. There's like six South Iowa Cedar League teams all in our district together, I think. Actually, there might be a few. Moravia might be in that one, too. And there's rumors that they might need some week zero games to fill their schedule. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, no one's reached out to me yet, but, you know, we're, we're, we're counting on a week one game instead of a week zero. Just like you said, it sort of makes the season go a little a little smoother without that extra week. Yeah, I, I appreciate your answer there. Cause that's, that's an angle I hadn't thought of as just a fan. You know, uh, that week zero was a lot of fun for us uh, spectators. But I'll tell you, for you guys that, that end up in a state championship game, that 14-week <laughs> season, that is quite a grind. But uh, y'all handled it pretty good. Well, if we can get a state championship game every year, I'll take the 14 weeks. That doesn't happen yeah. very often. That was a pretty special <laughs> group last year. It sure was. Well, Coach Doherty, uh, um, uh, Coach Edeker's going to play in uh, a place that Scotty and I have on our checklist there at Valley. Uh, might have to come up and uh, uh, see that stadium as I've really kind of always wanted to. But you were in a position to play uh, – you could easily play a team in Illinois or a team in Missouri. I know the basketball – uh, teams do that. Have you ever done that? And is that a consideration for uh, a, a, a non-conference game? Yeah, we've, we've talked about it. You know, back when I was in high school, we always started the year off by playing uh, Hannibal and Quincy. Um, so, you know, we went right into the Lions then back in the day. Um, you know, that, that's definitely uh, an interest and a possibility. I know our AD, he's brought that up and, and talking to the state. Um you know, with a lot of teams trying to fill their schedule, you know, four non-conference games, trying to pick and choose who you play, trying to find a, a good matchup for you. Everybody's doing that. And so uh, the state really wants you to, to choose Iowa schools, obviously. Um, and, and we would like to as well, but uh, we got to find what's right for us and what's best for us. Okay, go ahead, Scotty. 
Yeah, I'm going to kind of piggyback on that too. Uh, Coach Doherty, I'd like to suggest my old, uh, I'd call them my alma mater, although they weren't Illini West when I was there, but I'd love to see you play my old high school across the river. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, um, there's been some historic teams. I mean, I we were just joking, uh, Coy Dorothy took over at West Hancock, and yeah, and we, we played them in JV, but, you know, what what if? That'd be fun. That'd be a good time. I would suggest steering clear of Hannibal for one more season if possible, though. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> They've got quite a stud down there right now, running back. Um, but, yeah, you know, I wanted, I wanted to ask you about uh, how long have you been at Fort Madison now? So this is my fourth season as the head coach. I was there for uh, 10 years as an assistant, so 14th overall. Okay, so four years as a head coach, but you've been involved for quite a while now. Um, and I will tell you, growing up um, across the river there, I actually spent a lot of time in Fort Madison as a kid because my, my folks went to church there. So we would be in town a lot, and I, I knew a lot of the kids that went there. And quite frankly, uh, there wasn't a lot of football success back then. We're talking the 1980s into the 90s. Um, and then when I moved over here and I started seeing the Bloodhounds you know, play against Mount Pleasant when I lived there and whatnot, I do remember some good teams when Peter Jennings was quarterback. Uh, I believe Justin Minky was uh, their star wide receiver. That was quite a team they had. And then and then they kind of went through a lot of rough years since then. But since you've been there, I've seen uh, some big strides made. And I'm, I'm curious, what it, what did it take to get things going in the right direction there and, and turn this uh, Bloodhounds team into, you know, the program you got going now that's really very competitive and had quite a bit of success here recently? Well, I mean, it, it all comes down to the kids. Any coach would tell you that, you know, um, you know, it's it's 100 them so just getting the buy-in um i'm blessed i have a fantastic staff they make me look look good man um but we've we've been big in the weight room um that's kind of my my truest passion is is physiology of exercise and i think that that's helped us out tremendously um but really just consistency i mean fort madison from 1992 until like 2019 i think had over 10 different coaches. I mean, there wasn't a, yeah. there was only one coach since 1992 that saw an entire class out. So, um, you know, I think that consistency is very important. I think that um, as athletes, you're looking at somebody who you know is going to be there and just them looking at, hey, it's two years and done, two years and done. I, I don't know. I don't know if that, if that was, you know, I, I think that it's a huge piece. I guess you'd have to ask the kids, but uh, that was one of the things I said in my interview was um, we've lacked consistency as far as a coaching staff and, and a head coach, and I'd like to stop that revolving door. Yeah, I think that's a great answer. I think uh, I think I kind of already knew what you were going to say, but I you know, we talk about this a lot as, as fan guys, you know, <laughs> and uh, we've seen various uh, programs come and go over the years and have success or, or not, and uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's that. I think I've heard uh, coaches and athletic directors talk about participation, getting the kids out. So uh, I would, I, you know, I would like to tell the kids out there that want to play, if you want to have good teams, get your buddies out too. And uh, the more, the better. Absolutely. Coach Edeker, uh Yeah. There's a lot of head coach jobs open. Uh, Mid Prairie's looking for a coach. Buffalo's looking for a coach. Central Lee's looking for a coach. Uh, uh, Mount Pleasant just hired a new coach. Um, are there any? Is there anyone out there that you think would make a good coach? Is there anyone available? Uh, maybe your one of your assistant coaches. Maybe somebody else's. I'm sure you want to hands off of your assistant coaches, but maybe uh, you want to take a, an assistant coach away from Coach McCarty or something. Uh, 
Well, I tell you what, the, the one I would have said right away was, was the one that went to Mount Pleasant. I mean, Coach Lamb called me back in in November, December, and asked me about Coach Boland and said, you know, you know, he's a Mount Pleasant grad and, and just, well, how would he do? And he did a great job at Iowa Valley in terms of, of, of having consistent teams that were really good and, and, and you know, getting kids out and, and doing it the right way over there. So, I mean, he was a good one. I mean, Coach Walt's going to be a great coach someday. Um, actually, he's a great coach right now. He's going to be a great head coach someday. Um, you know, the question is, is Chase going to decide to go someplace else before I get done? Uh, you know, I'd love to see Chase follow me up here and, and be be the next Waco coach. But, you know, will he wait? Uh, you know, I'm not exactly ready to leave yet. My son's only a freshman. He'll be a sophomore next year. So, you know, I'll probably coach through his senior year at least. So, you know, it's a question that if, if Chase wants to stick around, you know, he, he does a great job. Um, you know, it, it's we're down here in a small corner of the state, and, and we just see the same teams over and over again. Um, you know, we've had a lot of consistency. You know, Winfield's had a lot. You know, one head coach, Scott's been there, I don't know what, 12, 13 years now. Um, you know, Lone Tree had a turnover. Joe just took that over. But otherwise, there was, you know, it was a – different coach there but they were in the same they'd all worked there before um you know i i guess the biggest one i say is coach roth in the area and let's just hope he stays put for a while okay go ahead scotty hey i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with that there i'd like to see that i, I remember watching him play and i'd love to see a, a, another waco guy succeed when when that day comes and that would be uh that would be just perfect um, gosh, I don't know. I'm about out of questions, guys, but uh, I love talking football. And uh, I just want to say last year, Coach Edeker watching Waco up close and personal was, uh, you know, it was just uh, a, a great experience and memory to watch uh, your team accomplish all the things they did, get to know the kids a little bit. Coach Doherty, I didn't get to see Fort Madison in person, but I chased your team around on YouTube a lot <laughs> last year. <laughs> when I did home and I, and I was able to see that fabulous ending, uh, against Burlington, uh, man, what a, what a throw that was that I stacked game at the end. And, uh, you know, uh, I guess on that note, coach Shorty, I'll ask you, uh, back down in three, a, uh, back with what I like to call the old gang there in Southeast Iowa in your district. Um, and I know it's premature and I don't want to get into talking about next fall too much yet. Cause there'll be time for that. But, uh, who do you think is going to be the uh, the biggest challenges uh, that you'll face as far as that run to uh, towards the district title next fall? Well, I mean, we, we got no favors by being put in this district. I think, uh, you know, obviously I've already talked about Mount Vernon and what Coach Peterson has done there. Uh, mm. They've just yeah. been awesome the last several years. He's doing a great job. Assumption, you know, I think a, a lot of the casual fans will look at their record. They ended up four and five last year. But if you take a look at their, their schedule, their losses came to uh, all high-quality teams. I mean, quarterfinal, semi-losses. Um, so they were young. They returned a lot of guys. Okay. You, can't, you can't look at their record. So those two teams right away, uh, Josh Roberts is doing a fantastic job down in Keokuk, and, and they've got guys like Diego Garcia and some really good athletes. Washington's always solid. Um, coach Eric's a fantastic coach. So, um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm excited to see the, this new Mount Pleasant. I haven't had a, a lot of time to um, research yet, but uh, we'll become very familiar with them. And um, obviously they've been in a historic program as well. So um, just a lot of tough football ahead of us. Yeah. 
I agree with that. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'll tell you, you guys might, uh, you know, as Dave likes to say, you know, it's going to be hard on the ticker for you guys, maybe. But but us fans, man, we're we're looking forward to this fall. Uh, I think we'll just wrap it up with this question, and uh, uh, I can't remember whose turn it is to talk yet. But uh, uh, whoever wants to go first, and the other one just when they're done, just answer this question. But uh, um, who in your in your on your district or conference or whatever it is? Uh, um, out there that maybe had some good young players last year uh, that might make a, a leap forward this year. Uh, I'm not talking about your team, uh, uh, but I'm talking about, you know, who's on your schedule, who's going to be on your schedule that really has a chance to take a big leap forward. You know, Coach Edeker, go first. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, the big one, you know, and everybody knows, I mean, when you got two good athletes like Winfield has and, and, and Edwards and, and Buffington, they're going to be very tough. Uh, you know, I understand they're not going to have a ton of kids out there. They've been low on numbers, but whenever you have two athletes like that on the field, uh, it makes it really tough. So I think they can can improve on their on their fourth place finish and, and move up in, in the district this year. You know, New London's going to be, I don't know, sort of up in the air. You know, they got a new coach. Um, I believe it's one of the Lloyds. I can't remember if it was Darren or Damon. One of the two took the took the job. Um, you know, brings back some, some, you know, more new London tradition. I mean, we've always struggled against new London. Uh, we, you know, we're going to have to, to work our tail off there. Um, and, you know, and we'll see what Iowa Valley, Iowa Valley is the one that scares me the most. They always have good athletes. Um, and I don't know if they're going to bring in for a coach, you know, if they're going to bring someone in from outside, if they're going to keep a guy off their staff, you know, so they're probably not, I should say scared. When I say scared me the most, just because of the most unknown, uh, you know, just don't know what's going to happen. And if you get them early, you know, if we get them week two in the district right away uh, and not have a lot of tape on them, that, that, that's always um, a little interesting. Okay. Go ahead, Coach. Uh, well, just hold on just a second. Yeah, so um, with us, Mount Vernon and, and Assumption, besides just looking up stats, um, you know, we're, we're not entirely sure. Um, obviously, they've got some great returning skill guys. Haven't, haven't done too much breaking them down. But as far as uh, where you guys are calling the, the old gang here, uh, you know, Keokuk, they've got the, the Swainy kid. He played a little bit of quarterback. Um, they had a, a sophomore, Horde, I think was his last name, played quarterback for them, had a great year. Um, and then, like I said, Diego Garcias and, uh, Garcia and the, the Malachi Douglas kid at running back. Um, Mount Pleasant, that Hagen's kid, man, it feels like he's been around forever. Uh, he's been on my scouting report for the last couple of years, and, uh, he's a fantastic athlete, so uh, they'll return him. And then uh, Washington, they had uh, Chase Evans. Um, they just got rid of the Ethan Patterson kid, who was another kid that felt like he was around for 12 years. Um, he was a problem to deal with. But uh, they'll, they'll have some other uh, really good players. I know we played them in JV, so they had some, some great skill guys, and they had some pretty big, uh, big bigs. So it's going to be interesting. All right. Well, we're just going to go around the horn. We'll start with Coach uh, Doherty here. Uh, uh, you guys got a closing parting shot or any uh, um, any message, that something we didn't get to talk about that you guys wanted to? Yeah, just two things. One, I appreciate you guys having me on here and um, love talking football with you guys. And uh, Coach Edeker, loved following you guys last year all the way into the state finals and looking forward to following you again. 
Okay, Coach Edeker? Yeah, I, I just echo the, the sentiments there. You know, you guys do a great job of covering football. And, you know, you started out just in Southeast Iowa. You've done a great job of expanding out and, and really giving our kids, you know, great publicity. Uh, can't, can't say enough of that. It, it, the kids all enjoy this. I know our, our community enjoys this. Uh, it's just fun, and, and thanks for covering us. All right. Scotty, you got anything to say? Well, just in reply to that, for uh, both you guys, Coach Doherty, Coach Edeker, it's it's our pleasure. I'm just a guy who uh, has watched uh, probably more football than any guy should, but uh, I enjoy it, and, and I enjoy talking about it. And, uh, well, my girlfriend, she doesn't really probably care to hear much of it, so Dave's given me this great outlet, and uh, I put it to use, and, and I look forward to more. This fall can't come soon enough for me. Well, uh, if you are you guys ready for some breaking news? I am. All right. So uh, since I got you guys here, uh, I, I did my first uh, athlete of the week last uh, uh, this week, but I decided I'm going to give out a athlete of the year uh, to a senior who may not really be playing much more. Uh, don't have too much left in, in his uh, senior year, but we're going with Simeon Reichenbach as the round guy family uh, athlete of the year, because uh I just think he's an amazing athlete. Scott, what do you think of that pick? Yeah, I agree. And I, you've probably heard me say, uh, I think uh, is for, for my eyes, I, Cam Buffing is maybe one of the best uh, football players I've ever seen on the high school level for the things he does. He reminds me of a Michael Jordan or something out there. But Simeon Reichenbach has this other element to his game with his leg, his kicking leg. So here he is, a stellar running back. He's a stellar uh, defensive player at his linebacking spot. And then he can kick game-winning field goals. And, uh, I mean, from a long ways away. Uh, as far as an all-around football player, I don't believe I've ever seen anything quite like Simeon. And uh, i got to say, I'm, I'm sad that uh, I won't be seeing him play for Waco this fall. But uh, we'll definitely be following him uh, with a lot of interest up there at uh, Grandview. Well, uh, we'll get Coach Utica a chance to say anything. But, Coach Doherty, are you uh... – Familiar with the uh, uh, Shula Simeon Reichenbach? Hey, buddy, I'll tell you what. I uh, started shopping at the mouth when I saw that he was on the Shrine Bowl uh, roster. Um, I can't wait to be able to, to meet this kid and and work with him. So, uh, well well earned. All right, Coach Unicru, you got any thoughts on that, young man? Yeah, I'd say you picked a pretty good one. Uh, you know, just like Scotty said, it's going to be tough not seeing him. He's been he's been a starter for us for three years. He's been a kicker for us for four years. Um, it's going to seem a little weird going to practice next August and not have him out there. Um, but yeah, he he did a great job. You know, hopefully, I know our track coach is really hoping he has a long season here. You know, he's qualified in the 110 highs the last two years, and I think he's really hoping to qualify and actually place this year and then really cap off a, a great senior season. So, or senior year. So, you made a really good choice and. Appreciate it. All right. Well, uh, Scotty, uh, the fans are unanimous about how much they like this floor man of bringing a coach on uh, at one at two different levels. You know what I mean? Because it really gets the conversation going and it throws in a lot of a lot of teams. And we're trying to include uh, 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 we're trying to throw a big cast, a big blanket out over. Uh, and I thought this was another excellent interview. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, uh, you guys. Scotty, would you like to thank our guest? Absolutely. Uh, guys, it's been a, a lot of fun chatting with you today. I love hearing uh, all of your interviews with Dave throughout the season. And, uh, you know, I appreciate what, what you guys do, taking the time to do that and, and teaching these young fellows life lessons and, and lessons on the football field and, and letting us be a part of it. Um, we re 
really enjoy watching uh, what you guys are doing out there on Friday nights in the fall, man. I, I just can't get enough of it. Well, thanks, Coach Edeker, for being with us. Yep, thanks for having me. And thank you, Coach Doty, for being with us, too. It was an honor to be on with you guys. All right, we'll see you guys again. Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs.